Hello, welcome to Hunt a Killer Deep Dives, where we examine horror, pop culture, and the paranormal. I'm Kristen Anderson at Chillin' Kristen. Make sure you head to huntakiller.com slash blog to check out the written version of this show. That way you can see pictures, click on links, and even more. Okay, so let's talk about the history of spiritualism and hauntings in the White House. If intense emotions taking place within a house's walls make it more apt to be haunted, then it should be no surprise to hear that it's not just living politicians inhabiting the hallowed halls of the White House. The White House has a long history of living inhabitants with a healthy curiosity about the paranormal, and apparently some former non-living inhabitants still like to roam its halls. The first White House resident that we know dabbled in the occult was Jane Pierce, the wife of Franklin Pierce, president in the 1850s. They tragically lost their 11-year-old son Benny in a train accident, where Jane and Franklin survived. So Jane invited the infamous Fox sisters, celebrated mediums of the day who later admitted they were cons, to come to the White House in an attempt to communicate with him through numerous seances. Jane did seem to gather some comfort from the communication she felt she had with him, both in the seances and in her dreams. But still, she lived the rest of her life in grief, dressing from then on in the black clothes of the morning. Sadly, First Lady Mary Todd Lincoln, wife of Abraham Lincoln, lost two sons as well, Willie and Tad, who passed away from illnesses. And so Mary also spent some of her time in the White House trying to contact them. She held seances in the White House Red Room, at least one of which Abraham attended, and also went outside the home to participate in seance circles. She felt these attempts might have helped pierce the veil. Speaking of the apparition of her son Willie, she said, he comes to me every night and stands at the foot of my bed with the same sweet, adorable smile he has always had, and he does not always come alone. Little Eddie is sometimes with him. After Abraham Lincoln was killed, Mary joined a spiritualist commune for a short time during a trip to New York, and during her stay, she sat for a spirit photography session that produced an infamous photo. Spirit photos were said to be taken with a special camera that revealed the ghosts present around a subject, but invisible to the naked eye. Her session produced a photo that appears to show Mary's husband Abraham standing behind her, looking down and resting his hands on her shoulders. It gave her a lot of comfort, and Mary reportedly treasured the image. Her photo was taken by William Mumler, a photographer who was later exposed as a fraud. His ruse was born when he accidentally double-exposed a picture of himself once and saw it created another person's image in the picture. He saw a market for claiming it could capture ghosts in his photos. The spiritual happenings in the White House weren't all focused on the ghosts of the past, however. Some residents sought to look toward the future with astrology. Both Edith Wilson, married to President Woodrow Wilson, and Florence Harding, married to the next president, Warren Harding, consulted fortune teller Madame Marcia Champney. Madame Champney would visit Edith at the White House, always ushered quietly in through the back. This secrecy didn't really hold water with the next First Lady, Florence, who spoke with Madame Champney before her husband's election and said if they made it to the White House, Champney would be the official White House astrologer, and this time she would be allowed in the front door. Perhaps the most famous astrology fan in the White House was Nancy Reagan, wife of Ronald Reagan. Her interest in looking to the stars was written about in former Chief of Staff Donald Reagan's tell-all book, For the Record, toward the end of the Reagan's run, and the press seized on it. A White House spokesperson even confirmed it to the New York Times. Reagan said that Nancy had been interested in astrology for some time, but that it ramped up after her husband's assassination attempt. Regan was clear that there were no significant decisions made based on astrology, but it occasionally affected scheduling. For example, the Cosmos were consulted to find the best time to announce Reagan's run for re-election. 
Lest you think it was only the first ladies getting spooky in there, at least one president is on record as believing in the paranormal. Two months into his first term, Harry Truman wrote a letter to his wife saying, I sit here in this old house and work on foreign affairs, read reports, and work on speeches, all the while listening to the ghosts walk up and down the hallway and even right in here in the study. The floors pop and the drapes move back and forth. I can just imagine old Andy Jackson and Teddy Roosevelt having an argument over Franklin Roosevelt. That could seem like he was joking or speaking hypothetically, but in another letter, he wrote of hearing knocks at his door, at which point, and this is a quote, I jumped up and put on my bathrobe, opened the door, and no one there. Went out and looked up and down the hall, looked in your room and Margie's, their daughter, still no one. Went back to bed after locking the doors, and there were footsteps in the room whose door I'd left open. Jumped and looked, and no one there. The damn place is haunted, sure as shooting. Secret Service said not even a watchman was up there at that hour. You and Margie had better come back and protect me before some of these ghosts carry me off. Then, after receiving a reply from his daughter about that letter where she said she was skeptical, he wrote this back. I'm sure they're here and I'm not so much alarmed at meeting up with any of them. I'm sure old Andrew Jackson could give me good advice and probably teach me good swear words. And I'm sure old Grover Cleveland could tell me some choice remarks to make to some political leaders. So I won't lock my doors or bar them either if any of the old coots in the pictures out in the hall want to come out of their frames for a friendly chat. And Truman wasn't the only one who saw Andrew Jackson posthumously. Mary Todd Lincoln also said she heard him stomping around and swearing on occasion. So while there aren't many stories of Mary herself haunting the White House, some of her fellow first ladies seem to spend a good amount of time out and about. Abigail Adams, John Adams' wife, has been seen clad in a cap and lace shawl heading toward the East Room with her arms outstretched as though carrying laundry. Back in the day, the East Room was the warmest and driest, so she would hang the laundry there. Dolly Madison, wife of James Madison, has been seen tending to the Rose Garden, which she seems to like a particular way. Her spirit first showed up during Woodrow Wilson's presidency when they were considering moving the Rose Garden. After seeing her ghost, they decided to leave it where it was. But perhaps the most famous ghost in the White House is of Abraham Lincoln. The ghostly activity in his bedroom is legend. Numerous first ladies reported sensing Lincoln in their new home. Grace Coolidge, Calvin Coolidge's wife, spoke to magazines about seeing him looking out a window in the room that had been his office. Lady Bird Johnson said she felt his presence one night while watching a show about his death. Employees had run-ins with Lincoln as well. Mary Eben, who worked for Eleanor Roosevelt, said she saw him sitting on the bed of the Lincoln bedroom pulling on his boots. She screamed and Secret Service agents came running, only to find nothing. 30-year-old White House seamstress Lillian Parks heard pacing in a room above and was told by another staffer that Honest Abe was just pacing the floor. In a 1989 Washington Post article, one of Ronald Reagan's staffers said that his dog would go into any room in the house except the Lincoln bedroom. There, he would just stand outside the threshold and bark. It seems like there was a particular concentration of sightings during Franklin Delano Roosevelt's presidency, during a time of upheaval for the country, leading people to speculate that Lincoln shows up during times of crisis. Eleanor Roosevelt used the Lincoln bedroom as her study and said she felt his presence there, saying, I get a distinct feeling that there's somebody in the room. During a White House visit, Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands was sleeping in the Lincoln bedroom when she heard a knock at the door. She said she opened it, saw Lincoln standing there, and fainted. Another visit during Roosevelt's tenure, Winston Churchill emerged naked from his evening bath, smoking a cigar, and found Lincoln sitting by the fireplace. We at Hunter Killer can neither confirm nor deny whether or not Lincoln immediately vanished. Like, I'm good. Part of the reason we seem to never tire of ghost stories is because of the inherent mystery. 
And the hauntings in the White House have just a little bit less of that, but they're no less intriguing for it. What if you knew the exact specific ghosts that lived where you do, and tons of other people have talked about seeing them? It's still scary. Plus, of course, it's the fancy and respected White House, but you could also look at it as an extremely old, kind of creepy mansion. For those who lived and worked there, the memories and events that took place in the White House were so intense that maybe it's a natural place for them to be drawn back to. It's such a huge experience in the lives of the people who took office there. Perhaps they've decided to make it a huge part of their afterlives as well. I hope you enjoyed this narration. And again, you can find the written version of this article on huntakiller.com slash blog. Make sure to check it out and click on the links that are peppered throughout. And also make sure to check out our Hunt a Killer mystery subscription boxes that are like an escape room delivered to your door every month. You receive the clues and then it's up to you to piece them all together. Every month the plot thickens and you get closer and closer to revealing the murderer. Check those out at huntakiller.com. 